And I thank all my family and friends near and far. And, 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 and I want to say this. I want to thank uh, my prayer warriors. You know, the first 15. Prayer warriors. Give yourself a hand if you want there. Prayer warriors. Amen? I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing what it can do for your life, for your day. And you never know how much you need it until you don't get it. You know, because we are human. You may oversleep. I wake up at 6.07. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? And y'all say, wake up 6.07. Yeah, because I'm on the job already. Sometimes I got to sit and wait through a meeting until 6.30 before we do something. I might nod off. <laughs> so uh, thank God. But thank God for, his, for his, his goodness. I desire that. I also want to thank another, another group of people, our life group. Amen. Give yourself a hand, life group. Life group. Life groups are powerful. Amen. Life groups are amazing. Now, you know what? Uh, we never really had life groups, per se, by name, but we always had life groups around the corner at our house. Amen? And if you, if you have not been invited, it's because you didn't hear me. Because <laughs> we invite everybody to the house for a life group. And that's just fellowship, food, and enjoying one another. My wife's a foodie, amen? And uh, I'm a giver. So it, it, it like works out perfect. We get to eat well. <laughs> <laughs> we get to eat well, as y'all see. Amen? Amen. And I must declare, I don't eat meat. If I know you don't believe me. That's <laughs> but it's because I eat everything else. <laughs> so I thank God for what he's doing. Now, now that I got through that, I got through that, I want, I want to share a, a small story. And uh, this was about a, ch- a, church, a church service, one on a Sunday morning in, the mid, in a Midwestern city. There was a child, and, and he was acting up and making all kind of fuss. You know how them children do in church, them, them babies, you know what I mean? Some of them, you know, everybody's not good like Zion. <laughs> Some of them kids be making noise, you know. They, they causing the ruckus, and this, and this one little boy, was, he, he was having it in the worship hour. And the parents was trying their best to soothe him. You, you do everything but cover their mouth. You know, might get in trouble. No. <laughs> I get in trouble if you do that, but do everything but cover them off. And as the, the father just had enough, he said, I got to walk him down the aisle. He picked him up sternly, you know, fathers. I'm going to walk him down the aisle. And the boy spoke up. He said, he got the congregation's attention. He's hollered out. And everybody turned around. What is he going to say? He said, pray for me. <laughs> pray for me. Let us pray. Let us pray. Amen. Father God, we thank you uh, for bringing us here. This morning, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy. We thank you for your love, Father God. We thank you for who you are, Father God. We thank you for who you made us to be, Father God. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh upon me. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. My Lord, my Savior, my Redeemer. Use me, Lord. Hide me behind the cross. Let me be your mouthpiece. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Open up your Bibles for the book of Psalms. If I forgot anything, please charge it to my head, not my heart. Amen. For like I said, it's been some years since I stood up here. And with nervous energy, I, I tend to have fun with it. Amen. <laughs> so open up your Bibles to uh, 46, Psalms chapter 46. And uh, <clears throat> we're actually going to... Read in Psalms 46. I'm starting at verse 1. I'm going to read verse 1 and 2 as well. It's important. And I'm saying that. I'm going to kill a little time because I know in that booth there, 
that if they don't know the scriptures you're going to read, they need time to find it. I'm that guy. <laughs> and uh, so Psalms 46, I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. It says, the chief musician for the sons of Korah, a song upon Alamoth. God is our refuge and strength, a very help in a time of trouble. Therefore will we not Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Amen. Now go down to 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen, and I will exalt in the earth. The Lord of hosts with us, the God of Jacob, our refuge. Amen. 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 Through this journey of life, you know, no matter how short, how long, we are reminded time and time again of, uh, and this is the title, this is the title of this, Move Over, Move Over. And, uh, and I would add a little caveat, says, you know, because this is, this is uh, Jesus speaking to us. He say, move over. I got this. Amen? Amen. Move over. I got this. And, and, and at times, like I said, you need someone to speak into your life. And, and you need someone to talk to you and, and, and tell you that. Amen? Move over. I got this. Because you got to come to a point in your life where you have to surrender. And that's why I said this, this message. This message. And I'll tell you real quick. My sewer line got backed up this weekend. This week. Friday. And it was horrible. Amen? You know, sewer is just sewage. To be nice about it. <laughs> right? So I'm, you know, I'm I'm a capable guy. Went rented a machine and yeah, 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 yeah. We trying to get it. Broke the machine. And I called my uncle, he's working with me. My uncle's about 76, but you would never know it. He can do backflips, climb ladder, carry hundred rolls on. I can't make this up. I'm serious. He didn't do a backflip on purpose, he fell off the roof. But he survived. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my uncle, right? And so we broke the machine, and I spent all day trying to clear the drain. The next day, we're going to take the machine back and get a new machine. And uh, my uncle was supposed to be there at 6 o'clock. He's not on time. I guess he lives on retirement time. He's been retired <laughs> 20 years, right? So, and, and I did something I don't normally do. I just laid in the bed. Like, I don't care, seven days a week, I get up early. That, that's not, not Saturday. I was tired. I was frustrated. I laid in the bed. My sweet tea was right beside me. Amen? And it was soothing. Then later on, my uncle called me. He was about an hour and a half late. He called me up. And this is perfect timing because I wanted to get up at 6 o'clock, take this machine back and get a new machine so I can go to work, and I'm going to get this done. Amen? But God had to tell me to uh, move over. Yeah, I said, wow, God, I had, to, I had to listen. He had to tell me to move. Because then by the time my uncle got there, it was later in the day. And my wife had got up, you know, and cooked me breakfast. I was like, wow, you know. And uh, had breakfast, and my uncle came. Then he said, okay. I said, all right, yeah, man, let's, uh, let's go get this machine. I just had a whole different, different vibe about it because I got beat up all the day before, all until the night, 11 o'clock at night, and was gone. And so we was leaving out, and my neighbor was standing outside, stopped us. Hey, what you doing over there? I said, man, trying to get this plumbing open. He said, I know a guy. I know a guy. Amen? 
And, and, and my neighbor, this is a young, uh, I say young man, everybody's young man, he's much older than me, that, that I had the pleasure of help, help leading to the Lord. So, 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 so this was amazing when he said, I know a God. Uh, first and foremost, my, my heart goes to the Lord. That's where I was thinking because I needed something at this point in the day. I had this machine. I said, I know a guy. So I said, I do too. You know, I was being smart. <laughs> and he told me the guy's name. <laughs> he said, he lives right around the corner. I ain't clear that drain for you with no problem. And I'm looking at this broken machine on the back of this truck, wondering if they're going to charge me money when I take it back and give me another one that ain't going to work, isn't going to work for those that are watching online. Online, hello. Good morning. I pray that the Lord touch you. I got to remember about this online audience, amen. Pray that this thing isn't going to work. And so he said, I don't got the number on me because he's old school. Like I said, you know, young man, he's 70, 75 or so. But uh, I'll, I'll have my wife call you. So, of course, his wife called my wife, and my wife then texted me the number as we drove. You know, that's how it works out. It works out that way for me. If you want to reach me, call my wife, you'll reach me. If you want me to be somewhere, call my wife, I'll be there. Other than that, I'm five places at one time. Just don't work. I try, though. Amen? So I called the guy. I'm, all, I'm still on my way to Home Depot to take this machine back because we got it from out Glasgow, so it's 20 minutes drive. Going down there to take the machine back. I got to hurry this up. But to take, to take the machine back, the guy asked the phone. Said, well, actually, he didn't ask the phone. I called, and he left a message. He had a, on his answering machine that says, you know, for emergencies, call me at this number. So I called that number. Then he answered. He said, I didn't want to answer your number because it's a Jersey number. You know, you get all these spam calls. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, I understand that. I'm glad you answered it anyway. I told him who I was. I told him what, what I needed. And then when I told him uh, who my neighbor was, Mr. Joe, he's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I know Mr. Joe. He's a good guy. I said, I said yeah, man, I need you. I got problems. I've been trying to fix it myself. Just not working out. He said, okay, guess what? He said, I'll come there this morning. I said, thank you, Jesus. He said, I'll be there this morning. He said, but I'm going to call you. Because I got a job before you, I'm going to call him. He called me back and said, oops, I can't make it. Well, Lord, you're good anyhow, right? And all this happened in a matter of five minutes. He said, but I'll be there at 12 o'clock. I said, okay, I'm going to be there. Now, I'm going to tell you all this. Like I had this to do still. And me and my son had something to do with the men of God here. We was going to the football game. So now I got to get all this stuff done now. We, we, we going to Philly. And before we go to Philly, we going to breakfast. We doing all kinds of stuff. And I got to get the toilet open because my wife is looking at me kind of funny, amen? Because, <laughs> you know, everything is slow. The clothes is backing up, you know what I mean? They wash every, I don't understand it, but thank God I got clean clothes every day. They wash every day. So, so, so it, was, it was, you know, it was changing. So the guy came at 12 o'clock, and he had this massive machine. I was like, wow, I didn't know they got that big, amen? Never seen anything like it, right? So then I said, okay, great, no, now I got to go, because I got to go to the game. Uncle, you got it. Told my wife, okay, boom. We left the money. I had no idea how much it was going to cost. He got it open, cleaned it up while I was at the game. And it eased something in my heart, my spirit, my soul. I had to listen to the word that God gave me over a week ago and say, move over. See, when God is driving, amen, you know, sometimes they say, let God take the will, right? Guess what? God, you ain't supposed to have the will at all anyway, if you know Jesus. If you know the Lord, he's supposed to have the will anyway. But see, you know what we do. You know, I don't know about y'all, but I ain't talking about my wife. But I will because I love her. When she's driving, I can drive from my side of the car. 
I'm going to hit some bricks. I'm watching all the mirrors. Everything. Up. I wouldn't go that way. And I said nice. I wouldn't even look at it because, you know, she ain't gonna, <laughs> she not going to receive it. Amen. But, and, 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 and it made me think that, that she's telling me, just move over. You know what I mean? Just, I got this. Amen. And that's what the Lord is telling us. to Just move over. Get out of his lane. Amen. Get out of his lane. Now, this, this, uh, in the word of God, it says in verse 10, it says, be still. 46, 10 says, be still and know that I am God. And so the most important part of the passage to me at the time was be still. Move over. Let God do what he do. Right? So I said, let me check this out. You know, my pastor does this. And I said, well, let me look in the Bible and see how many times the phrase is spoken, be still. It's seven times. I said, wow, six times in the Old Testament, one time in the New Testament. Be still. I said, seven times? I mean, that's the number of completion, number of perfection. I mean, it, it, it gets no better than that. I said, you know, I must be on the right track. Amen? Then, then, then uh, my wife was, uh, was printing something up. She thought it was me. It was for the, for the prayer line whatever. And I read on there, one of the scriptures on there was 46, 10, I said, be still. So God has given me confirmation. Amen? Yeah. Confirmation. Then I heard someone talking on, uh, online. Because, you know, I'm all kind of stuff. You know, I'm a social media nut a little bit. I follow my wife in, in, that, in that vein. Tell the yeah. truth. Yeah. Facebook queen. Amen? And, uh, <laughs> and they was talking about be still and know that I am God. And I'm saying, man, I need to be still. And, and God has given me all this confirmation. Amen? And uh, most, God, most times when God's trying to tell us to be still, it's because we're facing our fears. Amen? We got something to deal with. And, and, and when we face our fears, we like to go to what's comfortable for us. Amen? What's more familiar. Now, some people, now I ain't talking about nobody in this room, it may be a drink. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell the truth. When you got a problem, maybe a drink. You want to get a drink and ooh, ease your mind, calm your nerves. If you're a cigarette smoker, you say, I need a cigarette. And then here's the problem is that cigarette is going to burn out and ain't going to have the effect that it was having, so you need another one. And, and the problem is when that cigarette burns out, you got to light up another one. It's the same thing when somebody want to, you know, now we got medicinal weed or, or even, what is it, you know, have fun weed, whatever the word may be. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But, but people reach to all kind of stuff to deal with their fears. And God is right here the whole time. God has already spoken this the whole time. As a matter of fact, he told us not to even consider our fears. Amen? So, uh, but, but, but here it is in the word of God. And, I, and, and, I, and, you know, I'm doing like what my pastor says. You know, the, uh, says, uh, you know, fear not or have no fear comes in the Bible 365 times. 300, one time for every day. You know why? Because we fools. Amen? We are fools. We're going to fall short every day. New mercies we need every day. 365 times. Don't fear. Fear not. Be not afraid. Oh, 300, every day we need it. Amen? And, and then we know this. 2 Timothy verse one, chap, uh, chap, verse, chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Amen? God has not even given us a spirit of fear. But we always run there. We always go there. We always have that in our mind. And, and when we have that, we need to be still and know that he is God. We need to be still. But we don't listen. But along the way, 
So today I see in the word of God <clears throat> that we should, if we want God's favor, we just need to submit. Amen? 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted amongst the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Let's break that down. Three points. Three points. It says, God has given us a command. What, what is that command? Be still. Amen? Be still. Move over. That's what I said. Move over. Because we ain't going to say be still that much in this day and age. I don't know what it says in different versions of the Bible, but my version says be still, and I work with that. Amen? It says be still. <clears throat> and then right after be still, it says they know that I'm God. So secondly, he's uh, reminding us who he Amen. is. That's the God I serve. Amen? And just like when Brother Bill talks to me, he's God, he talks like that. Got that voice. You heard him laugh. He said, oh, right? I'm trying to tell you. He reminds you who he is. Reminds you. He said, no, I'm going to be exalted amongst the heathen, and I will be exalted in earth. At that time, he's telling us why he's using us in the first place. He got a work for you to do in this earth for his good pleasure. Amen? He's got a work for you to do. So I'm reminded in the instant of his word when God spoke to his people. And they were in fear, and they had nowhere to go. They were between a rock and a hard place. Amen? I'm trying to tell you. I was between the sewer line and a broken machine. And, and I had no place to go. It wasn't getting fixed. My wife came out on the step. I said, go on in the house. I got this. Now, she don't know. I was trying to save her. Amen? What's in the sewer line? Sewage. Yeah. So we're going, splash. Oh, God. Now, if she had been out there for then, we still wouldn't have her here today. Amen? I'm, try <laughs> I'm trying to save her. Amen? I'm looking out for her. But <clears throat> we still need God's guidance along the way. For God's not giving us a spirit of fear. So when we submit to his word and, and we're stuck between the rock and the hard place, and God utters these words to the people of Israel when they were stuck between a rock and a hard place. Amen? And he said it to, uh, through Moses. He, he uttered these words through Moses. He said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I know you're thinking, we talking be still, right? And now you will come up with stand still because it's all in the same vein. And let me tell you something, because I thought about that. I said, Lord, why am I going to stand still? Why am I talking about Moses? And, and why am I going to the book of Exodus? And so I looked at it. I said, well, how many times they say, uh, stand still? Seven times. I said, look at God. He playing with me. This thing is complete. I know it. This thing is perfection. It's not about me. It's what God's got to say. Amen? To stand still. So... I looked up the phrase seven times. God is trying to tell me something. Amen? God is trying to tell me something. You see, Moses had led, led the people out of Egypt, but God. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, but God. When God will lead you out of a place you don't need to be, sometimes that place is so comfortable, you'd rather be back there than where you don't know where you're going. You'd rather go back because I don't care how bad it is. You know what to expect. We are creatures of habit. Amen. We are creatures of habit. Amen. But God, in Exodus 14, verse 1, it says, The Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel. Exodus 14. 
and now I'm in 14.2. says, speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Phi-Hithroth between Migdal and the sea over against Baal-Zephron. Before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say unto the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land and the wilderness have shut them in. Now, let me clarify that for you. It says, God told, told, God told Moses to tell the people where to go. Amen? I'm, make this simple. I'm King James. He told Moses, tell the people where to go. So God gave the order, but he told Moses to tell them. Amen? And you just got to keep your eyes on when, when the Lord is on your side. Everything is going on. Amen? When God directs you in a situation, you got to believe that he will bring you out. No matter what the situation is, no matter what God brings you to, he's going to bring you out of it, through it. Somehow you're going to make it over. Amen? And you got to trust God for that, even though you don't see it. See, and we live in a time where we worry about more about what we see than what God has told us. So we need to trust God. Amen? So what, 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 what God is telling Moses, telling people, he's saying, look, stop looking at yourself. Stop looking at the situation, but just move over and let God handle this. Amen? He's telling he's preparing you for great things. When God is prepping you to do great things, he's preparing you for it by letting you go through some things that you cannot change, that you have no power over. Nothing. And if God puts a body of water before you, amen, and bring the enemies behind you, you best believe he's going to make a way out of nowhere. You best believe he's going to make a way out of nowhere because you don't see your way out across the water and you can't see your way back to an enemy that's there to kill you. You can't see your way. He's going to make a way. And Exodus 14 and 3 says, And Pharaoh will say unto the sons of Israel, They are wandering aimlessly in the land, and the wilderness has shut them in. See, God will confuse your enemy. Come on now. Come on now. God will confuse your enemy. See, after everything that Pharaoh went through, lost his son, the plagues, everything, <clears throat> still he wants to go after these people. He's confused. Amen? And he thought, I got him now. I got him now. Has the enemy ever told you I got him now? Has it ever been somebody at work that you know they out to get you? They talking about you. Amen? They done blamed you for some stuff you know that you ain't done. Amen? They're trying to, not say I ain't trying to go there, but it seems like they're trying to stab you in the back. Look. They're still at work. <laughs> and you still got to go there. <clears throat> but God will confuse your enemy. He will confuse your enemy in such a way he will cause them to bless you. Amen. In Exodus 23 and 27, it says, The Lord promised Israelites, I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion amongst all the people to whom you come and will make your enemies turn their back to you. As much as they try to hurt you, they got to turn away. They can't do nothing to you. The light of God is shining. It's exposing the darkness, and the two can't stand in the same room. Because once you turn the light on, the darkness has got to flee. And guess what you cannot turn on? You can't turn on darkness. You can only turn off the light. Let me try to tell you, once the light comes on, darkness has to flee. Just don't turn off the light. Amen? Woo. I got to tell y'all something. This page looks a whole lot better when I put the glasses on. Amen? <laughs> Man, the word of God is telling your enemy, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. 
Touched up my anointing, do my prophet no harm. You see, your enemy is God's enemy. Wake up now, saints. Your enemy is God's enemy. Don't be your brother or sister's enemy because you turn to God's enemy. I'm trying to tell you this in no place you want to be. Amen? While allowing the pharaohs of a pharaoh to be confused, and in his confusions, they walked up to the waters that were parted to let the uh, Israelites through. Amen? The Israelites walked through. Now, Pharaoh's army, they come up, and it says his army and his captains, all of his most important men, they come up. And I'm going to tell you all something. If I came up to a river, and I seen the water standing up there, and I seen the water standing up there, and I seen people walking through, and I know that I ain't asked nobody to do this, I'm not going in the water. I'm trying to tell you. And I know we see it on TV, amen. You see it on TV. And on TV, you know, he says, and he parted the Red Sea. Was it Charles Hessens? And he parted the Red Sea. And the waters like rose up. No, 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 no. The word of God tells a different story. It took all, it, God took all night to blow the waters up, amen. He made something great happen. He made something miraculous happen. But the enemy got confused. He said, well, maybe this is a road for us too. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you what God would do to your enemy. Make them make dumb moves and stuff like that there. You don't have to do anything but move over. Go ahead, God. You got it. Amen? Because I, 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 I can't handle this. <clears throat> and they thought to follow him. Amen? They thought that they could go through. Now, you know what I mean? I don't think I would follow him. They were totally confused. The power of God was used against them. For God's people still followed them. Amen. God's people followed God and they followed God's people, but they didn't know the God that they was following. So they were wrong. Amen. We got to share the word of God so they would know what they're doing and how they're doing it. See, uh, when there's something he's thought for you, when God has a plan for you, he thinks it all the way through. Amen. No matter how confused you get, you wonder, well, God, well, well, how is this supposed to work? It wasn't for you to know how. It's for you to know who sent the plan. Amen? It's for you to know who's going to execute the plan. It's for you to get out the way and let God do what he says. He says, move over because I got it. Amen? I got this. Amen? <clears throat> so God says that he's going to protect the people. Amen? And he, and he did protect them, and they walked through. And this is how good God is. Amen? God protected them. Not only did they walk through the sea. Not only was nobody drowned, but they didn't even get their feet wet. It says they walked through on dry land. Amen. This is a miracle like only God could. Now, I know we done, we done been in the water. Amen. And you know how if you go down, go down to the water and the, and, and the tide goes out, you walk out there, your feet going to sink and get muddy, get stuff all between your toes. That's the one thing I hate about the beach. Amen. My wife loved the beach. I hate that about the beach. The sand follows you home. It's in your car for weeks. Amen. Sands everywhere. See, she's getting excited. I'm like, all right. But, but God, take care of even your feet. It says in, in Exodus 14 and 19, it says the angel of God <clears throat> went before the camp of Israel and removed from, went from <clears throat> the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from, be, from before their face and stood behind them. It came between them and the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. <clears throat> it was a cloud of darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these. So this one came not near, near them all night long. So the, the cloud that was before them, shielded them in the day, went behind them. 
Amen? And it was a dark cloud for the Egyptians, and they couldn't come to them. It separated them from their enemy all night long. Now, why did they separate them all night long? And Exodus 14, 21 says, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord, Lord caused the sea to go back with a strong east wind that all that night that made the sea dry and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went in the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters was a wall unto them on the right hand and on the left hand. And see, and when this great miracle happened, simply said, God said, move over, I got this. Move over. I got this. Not even, even though your enemy is following you <clears throat> and you can't see your way through. He said, I'll block them all night long until you get through what you've got to go through. Yeah. See, sometimes it's going to take us all night to wake up and say, God, give me your answer. Because we want to do it on our own. Yeah. We want to take the will and could you move over? That's what God, he's just telling us. And we're trying to take the will, but I know a better way. And the, G, and the GPS says, don't go that way. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I remember a long time ago. My wife and her mom was going somewhere, and they said, we keep going in circles. We keep going in circles. I said, because you keep going the wrong way. It's trying to help you, amen? <laughs> you, keep, you keep taking the same road. It's the wrong road. The GPS is trying. God is trying so hard, so hard. <laughs> See, <laughs> no matter how big your problem may seem, God is much bigger, amen? So just move over and let God. He even told the, he, he even told the waters to move. The God we serve can tell waters to move. Amen. <clears throat> At a time like this, the Lord reminds us we need to let every let him take care of every storm that gets in our way. Every storm. <clears throat> you see, Jesus, when he's on your side, no matter what the situation looks like, <clears throat> you got to trust in the Lord. No matter what it looks like, because sometimes you're going to see stuff that you've never seen before. <clears throat> you see, Jesus' disciples were with him. And, and, and in the word in Luke, chapter 8, verse 22, it says, Now it came to pass a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go to the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came a storm downwind in the lake and filled the boat with water, <clears throat> and they were in jeopardy. And they came to him and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. And he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging waters and caused them to cease and there was calm. Amen? And there was calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they being afraid, wondering, saying one to another, What matter of man is this, that he commands the winds and the water, and they obey him? They didn't know that he was the God-man. They had not put that together, that he is the God-man. That I don't care if it's wind, rain, storm, <clears throat> no matter what it is, anything that's bigger than you has to submit to God and his command. See, he just spoke to the storm. I'm, uh, he, he spoke. Now, now I want to read uh, it's a, a, another version, Mark 4. It says, and he arose, rebuked the wind, and said, peace be still. And the storm calmed down. Amen? He said, peace be still. All they had to do to sub was submit to God. They was in the same boat that he was in. Come on now. Jesus told them when they got in the boat, what did he say? We're going to the other side. If Jesus is in the boat with you, no matter what you're going through, guess what you're going to do? You're going to make it to the other side. Amen? You're going to make it to the other side. Now, when you show your faith is lacking, when you act like you're feeling weak and everything, and God's got to stand up and rebuke the wind, peace be still, and change everything. Let me tell you, let me tell you what, what, what that does. Now, I can imagine. Now, see, I'm a fisherman. I like to fish. 
We go through storms. I don't play with storms. My wife will tell you I'm going to go 100 miles an hour to get back. I'm not going through a storm. I ain't playing that. Amen? <laughs> Hold on. <clears throat> I tell you, we was coming down the water so fast. My wife said, why are you riding like this? If you look over there and see the blackness of that sky, you understand. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> and Jesus said, peace be still. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like, like I said, I'm a fisherman. I can imagine how the fish felt. Because at first it was a storm and fish go certain places. And the next thing you know, everything is calm. There's something is wrong. You know, they've been living in these seas all their life. That ain't never happened. They don't know Jesus. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. No matter what you're going through, no matter what somebody else is going through, if they don't know Jesus, they don't know the power that he has to speak life into you. Amen? To change your situation. All you got to do is move over and let him do what he do. Amen? He rebuke the storm. Lord, the word of God, he can speak it to our situation. His word is for every situation. Amen? You can speak the word of God in your prayer life. You know, if you don't know how to pray, speak his word. Amen? You can speak the word of God into your family life. Amen? Talk to your kids. Speak the word of God to your children. Amen? Speak the word of God to change your life situation. Speak the word of God to your family. And you know what you're going to start doing? You're going to speak life into your situation. You're going to speak life into your family. You're going to speak life into your children. Amen? Speak life over your job. That person that's trying to stab you in the back, speak some life to them, and they'll turn the knife back in confusion, not knowing what they got to do. They got to bless you. Amen? Because God is speaking life. Speak life in the morning time, afternoon, and in the evening time. If you're married, folks, speak life into your bedroom and watch what happens. Hmm. Speak life into your marriage. And God will move heaven and earth to take care of you. Speak life. He used a seven-year-old girl to speak life into my marriage. Speak life. Are you trying to leave? Not at all. Amen? I mean, we got 20 years going right now. Thank you, Genesis. I know if she's watching. (laughs) Speak life. See, when you're his child, see, God will protect his child. Amen? God will protect his child. God will provide for his child. And we are the children of God. Amen? When you're God, will God and direct you. You are a child of a king. As a matter of fact, let's be more You are a child of the king of kings and the lord of lords. Amen? You are that child. You are the heir to the throne. Amen? Let's bring this thing to a conclusion. I'm not going to be here much longer, but I do got something to say. Amen? See, I'm partial. I am partial. My wife knows I'm partial to the Old Testament. I guess I'm an Old Testament guy, but we learn <clears throat> a saying in, uh, in Bible college. Uh, and, and that's where I met my wife. And the saying was, uh, it is said that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. And the Old Testament, the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Amen? Because one cannot appreciate the New Testament <clears throat> without understanding the Old Testament because it sets the groundwork for the redemptive work of Jesus. It sets the groundwork. Amen? Because you can tell somebody Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And you know what the guy can tell you? He said, I've seen three crawls up there, and there's three people up there. What's the difference? 
See, you got to know the Old Testament so that the New Testament would mean something to you, that it was prophesied about Jesus Christ would die on the cross. But see, he's an Israelite. He wasn't supposed to be crucified on the cross. He was supposed to be stoned to death, but God had to do some things. Come on now. It's prophecy fulfilled. It's not, it's not something that just happened. It's not something that just happened. It's prophecy fulfilled. Amen? See, you see, God wants us to stand up. He wants us to move over. <clears throat> see, God wants to bring us to a place where he don't have to tell us to move over. Amen? He don't have to tell us to move over. And you say, what you talking about, preacher? I'm going to tell you about one more thing. And we out here. Three Hebrew boys. Y'all know them. Shadrach, Meshach. And the Bendigo. Y'all know what I was going to say, but I ain't going to say it. And the Bendigo. But that's what the world called them. That's what they called them there in Babylon. Amen? That wasn't their name. Their name was, their name was Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. But I'm trying to tell y'all. See, y'all know. Let me see. Uh, the world got a way of calling you something. All right? You know, I hope there ain't nobody named Judy. But, you know, there's somebody they call Big Booty Judy somewhere. Amen? That's what the world going to call you. I know y'all say I'm rough. I, I'm partial. I'm being true, you know. You know, there's, there's Ned the Wino. We know him from Red Fox. Amen. I'm trying to tell you, the, the world will call you all kind of stuff. You know, they got all kind of names for you. Anybody got a nickname? God ain't give you that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm, I might say my nickname every, every now and then, but I don't say it that much because I don't want anybody to know. Amen. Serious, but if you walk with me with people who ain't seen me in 30 years, they're going to call me something different. It ain't nothing about minister. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> the, or the world always wants to label you, amen? But God has something to say, amen? These three boys, <clears throat> they would not bow, bow down to the king. This is the story, amen? They would not bow down to the king in Daniel 3, 16 and 28. Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abednego, verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to the king, old Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful in this matter. Let me tell y'all something. They didn't say King Nebuchadnezzar. And that right there could get you killed. See, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't ask Jesus, didn't ask the Lord, didn't ask God to move over. Oh, I'm, I'm, and so let me, let, me, let, me, let me restate that. God didn't have to tell Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to move over. They didn't already told themselves, I'm going to move over. And do what God has called me to do. He didn't have to wait for somebody to remind them. They was ready to stand up on the word of God. Amen. They was going to move in the power and the might of God. No matter what they were facing. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach. They said, King, old Nebuchadnezzar. We are not careful or I'm not playing with you. To answer you in this matter. If it was so, if it be so, in 17, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And if he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king, but if not, be it known to the king that we will not serve thy God nor worship your golden image. And Nebuchadnezzar's uh, fury was full. He was upset. That these three boys, not only did they defile him, they told him that even if my God don't deliver me from this furnace, 
we still ain't bowing down. You ain't got nothing on me, amen? And so there it is, and here, and, and here we come. Here we come in, 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 in the last verse here. See, see that uh, God caused confusion in the enemy when they trying to over, overtake God, amen? Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, it says, and it formed of a, a, a visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He done changed and turned into a monster now. He's somebody tough now. He think he's somebody. And therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace seven times more than, they wanted, than it should be heated. Seven times more. And, he, and, and, and Nebuchadnezzar, he was so upset. He said, he said, get my strongest men, my top captains, and have them put them in. I want to put them with authority. Seven times harder. When they took them and threw them in the furnace, what happened? If you don't know, the captains and the army, they got killed from the radiant heat. Let's see, I'm a roofer, so I know radiant heat. Radiant heat. You may see the fire, but the heat radiates from it. The radiant heat killed them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was walking through the fire. Uh, now, see, God, I'm trying to tell you, God didn't say it wouldn't be no fire. He didn't say it wouldn't be no furnace. He wouldn't say you wouldn't have to go through it. But the word of God says, not only did they not get burned, not only did not one hair get hit, singed, looks like I've been singed, but not one hair got singed from them. It says that even when they came out the fire, you couldn't even smell smoke. Amen? See, this is the God I'm talking about. The God, the, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The God of, of eternity, the power of God, that even though you go through something, amen, once God bring you through, you won't look like what you've been through. Once God bring you through, you won't look like what you've been through. He's going to confuse the enemy. Amen? These boys... <clears throat> had made up in their mind that they was going to serve God. They had the Lord on their side, amen? They wasn't going to let the world and the situations of the world, they wasn't going to let the fears and the furnace and the fire, the life was at hand, and they trusted God anyway. The life was at hand, and they trusted God anyway. You know, they're seeing that power, that power of God, when you know, you know, even if I die today, I don't care, because I'm going to live forever with Christ, Amen? Even though this flesh deteriorates, I'm going to live forever with Christ. He's going to give me a new body, not made with hands. Amen. He's going to give me a body that ain't going to be fat no more. Amen. I'm going to be able to breathe, work, climb the ladder as fast as I want to. Amen. I'm trying to tell you the truth. When my wife got pregnant, I got pregnant too. But she had them babies and left me all by myself. I had to eat Twizzlers and Rita's water ice had to keep by the gallons all night long. But the smoke wasn't even on them. See, when you got God on your side and you trust in the Lord and everything that he's doing, Jesus ain't got to tell you to move over. You're going to tell yourself, move over. I got this. Let God's word have his place. Let us stand. Let us stand. Let us stand.